Hello, and welcome to Disney Dive. This is our first episode. I am your host, Isaiah Steinberg, along with my co-host... Kian Neifeldt. Hello. <laughs> and today, he has a few questions for me. I don't even know what they are, but we're just going to kind of jump right into it and see what he's got for me. I am pretty excited, so let's just do it. So right. these questions are about the COVID pandemic and how mm-hmm. Disney is handling them. So yeah. my first question is, how do you think Disney is, as a whole is handling COVID, like in the parks and releasing movies and all of that? I think, well, I, I just know like when the, when they first opened back up, it seemed like they were, I know a lot of people feel like they were being very like lax about it because mm-hmm. like when they first opened up, they said that they were going to have it. So only California residents could come in. So you had to bring like a piece mm-hmm. of mail or like something that. that proved your, yeah, proof of residency. Mm-hmm. Uh, we knew multiple people that went during that time that lived in California that they didn't check proof of residency at all, mm-hmm. which was interesting. Yeah. And then also <clears throat> later on when I actually went, for the first time you, they said you were required if you were vaccinated, you didn't have to wear your mask, but if you weren't, you could still come in, but you had to wear a mask, but they didn't mm-hmm. check that at all. You know? Yeah. They didn't check weird. if you were vaccinated. It was just like, here, do this thing. We're trusting you. <laughs> yeah. I will say there were signs everywhere that said, keep social distancing. There were things that said, if you're not vaccinated, please wear a mask. There was um, stuff. There was like hand sanitizer basically around every single corner, which was good. Mm-hmm. So they did obviously set up stuff like precautions for it, but I just I don't know if they handled it as well as they probably could have. Yeah. How do you think they're handling like releasing movies? Because there was like the whole Black Widow controversy. Right. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't great. Um, <laughs> you know, I think they're doing okay. I mean, here's the th- it's really hard right now. You know. Yeah. HBO Max kind of has it down weirdly. Like they they basically release it for free on HBO Max for mm-hmm. what like a month or a week or whatever, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's taken off and it's only in theaters. So it's like if you're not going oh. to theaters, here you go, have it here with your subscription, which I think is actually pretty good because then you That's don't have idea. to think you don't have to because people were still going to go to the theater. You're still going to make money because people mm-hmm. like that experience, you know? Yeah, but um. I just lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> basically, uh, for the people who don't want to do that, they can at least have it, but it's only for a limited amount of time. Mm-hmm. And then you also don't have to do the thing which happened with Scarlett Johansson, where you don't have to try and split the money that you're paying the actor between theater and home release, because that can get mm-hmm. really, that was really, weird. really weird. <laughs> yeah, that was really odd. It did not work very well. Yeah. And I with like Disney Plus movies, when they they release them now, like on Disney plus they do like, they have to buy the premium thing, which is like $30 or $25 to watch it, which just seems confusing for paying yeah. people. Like who does that, where does that money go? Who is, do they try and split that between like the crew, the director and the actors? Cause that's just, yeah. that's just not going to work out. No. <laughs> it's really <laughs> not. You have to make a contract about getting money from the box office, getting money from that. And it's just, it's not, mm-hmm. it wouldn't work out very well. In conclusion, it was a whole mess. <laughs> In conclusion, COVID is a mess. <laughs> yes. Uh, my next question is, what would you change with how Disney is handling this? You know, 
That's a good, I don't know. I mean, I think here's the, the hard part is no one really knows what to do because COVID yeah. keeps changing. There's new variants. And so it's hard to know what th- one thing to do mm-hmm. because it just keeps changing. But I will say, I think at least in like the parks, putting this, the hand sanitizer out everywhere is a great idea. Putting mm-hmm. the signs up about social distancing and all that is great. I know now they're acquiring masks for everyone, even if you're vaccinated uh, on like in indoor spaces, like indoor rides and restaurants and stuff. Um, but they're still not requiring it. If you were vaccinated, you don't have to wear it outside where you, you know, yeah. which I think is actually pretty good. My, uh, here at Oregon state, we do the same thing when you're in yeah. class, you have to wear a mask, but when you're walking around campus, you don't have to wear it. Yeah. So I think, I think most places are doing it that way now. So I think that way is actually really, really good. Mm-hmm. And I think they're finding kind of a good balance where they're not trying to sound like they're enforcing masks, like like a mandate, like you need to, but also yeah. they're not being too loose on it so that it seems like they just don't care, like they don't believe in COVID kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? I think um, that's kind of the balance most companies need to find is that yeah. kind of balance-ish. Because that's the most do we they, can do right now. <laughs> in Disneyland, do they sanitize the rights? I'm guessing not. I don't know. <laughs> I know they do with some things. They like go and they like, like, okay. So like Buzz Lightyear and Little Mermaid, you know how it's just mm-hmm. constantly going through. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit slower right now because as soon as the people get off, someone goes in and they just wipe it down real quick, mm-hmm. like the bars and stuff. And then they, then the next person goes in. Yeah. I think for a while there, like the first time I went, they were doing it every other cart so that, um, when it came through, they could they could clean the one cart and let it go through, get on the next one, and then that next one, when it comes mm. back, clean that one and get on the one that's already sanitized. Okay. That makes sense. Because so, I bet that would get really backed up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're doing it that way. I don't know about like Space Mountain. It's so fast-paced and so many. I doubt mm-hmm. that they can. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So at the rate that COVID is going right now, what do you think the future of Disneyland would look like in like the next year or so? I think that um, maybe the signs for like masks and stuff will probably go away, but I'm sure we will see people wearing those for probably the next five to 10 years. Oh yeah. Cause a lot of, a lot of countries in Asia already did that before even the pandemic. They just wore mm-hmm. masks a lot just to be safe. And so I think that is going to be kind of integrated into life in the almost the entire world for mm-hmm. a while, even after COVID. Um, <clears throat> I also think that I know some of the stuff they've been doing, like on the app, they've been migrating a lot of the stuff in the parks to the app, which I think would go, which already was kind of oh, happening yeah. before COVID. You know, yeah. there's like the Max Pass, which obviously doesn't exist anymore, but yeah. like the Max Pass and having your tickets on your phone, which was way easier if you're oh, God, yeah. able to get to that. Um, you know, I think after COVID, it's going to really go to that. And also, I think one of the best things they have ever done <laughs> mm-hmm. was the reservation system. Yeah. I know a lot of people don't like it because they have troubles with it, but I think it's great. I think it's, it's really, really, really helpful and super useful. Like, because you do that and then you pick, let's say you're going for three days, you get to pick what days you go into which park and then you don't get to switch over until one o'clock. I think that's great crowd control. Mm-hmm. So you don't have one park that's just crowded 
You oh, know? yeah. And so that at, one o'clock, that at one o'clock, it's a free-for-all. You're screwed. You have to figure out what to do. <laughs> <laughs> but I think right now the reservation system helps tremendously. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good that was a good idea by them. Yeah. Um when or if the pandemic ends, mm-hmm. do you think the popularity of Disneyland will increase or decrease, like visitor wise? I think it probably will, just because they're still only at I think twenty five percent or thirty percent capacity. Mm-hmm. And so they're not able to have as many people as they usually do. And in the last few years before the pandemic, the park was getting really, really populated. Like it was mm-hmm. hitting capacity every few days, yeah. which is – I don't remember what the exact number of the capacity is, but it's a big number. <laughs> like a lot of yeah. people are going. So I think that, yeah, it once the – if when or if the pandemic ends <laughs> – and they raise the uh, the capacity. I'm sure a lot of people are going to go, especially California. Well, mm-hmm. here's the thing. I think another thing they did that was interesting was the whole um, annual pass thing that they did, where they yeah. got rid of the the monthly payments for California people because mm-hmm. so many Californians were coming in, crowding it, where tourists were staying away because it was just too populated by all the local Californians, mm-hmm. and so. It'll be interesting to see what the park will be like once it fully opens back up without a monthly annual payment for Californians. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see kind of how that that translates to the crowds. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw, but it was kind of a while ago. I think it was in Tokyo, like in Tokyo Disneyland. Um, they had a couple of positive tests and so many people had to get tested. So there were huge lines by the entrance. Yeah. To be tested, like almost the entire park. <laughs> to get right, tested. Yeah. That's, that would be hard, especially with that. I mean, I know that when it first opened, like in, when the Florida one opened, mm-hmm. this was a while ago when COVID was still pretty bad, but obviously in those, it was kind of not too bad over in Florida, but yeah. you know, still people were like, are you sure that Disneyland or Disney world should be opening? Like it doesn't yeah. seem right. But then like, three months went by and there were no COVID um, COVID cases linked to the parks at all. Which is surprising in Florida. <laughs> Super surprising. No one was mad. Come on. It's Florida. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Um, on to kind of a different note here. Mm-hmm. How do you think Disney, huh, Disney <laughs> is handling the political side, meaning like the LM movement, inclusion. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, I think like a lot of companies and also just kind of a lot of people, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to find the right thing to do to help the BLM movement. Yeah. <clears throat> some companies, you know, we talked about the whole M&M thing that happened. That seems a bit like they're just changing all their clothing. Like, okay, that's not doing anything. You're just (laughs) changing the mascot. And then obviously the Mickey mouse or the Minnie mouse thing with her new whole Mm -hmm. new outfit, which we both agree. We didn't love the color scheme of it was just kind of weird. Yeah. But a lot of companies, what they do, I feel like at least is they're almost like they change for the black lives matter stuff. But they don't do it because they actually feel they should or they want to, but mm-hmm. more because they want either good publicity or because they just don't want to be 
like taken out from the news and they want to stay in the media. Yeah. And so they do this stuff just to stay in, unfortunately. I'm yeah, not saying like all I'm, companies do that, but I think a lot of like companies do like a lot of the big corporate ones do that. Mm-hmm. Which obviously, as we know, Disney is a massive <laughs> corporation. They own so oh, much yeah. crap. <laughs> like on Instagram, like some companies will change their logo for like a pride flag or something. And it's only up yeah. there for like a month. And then it's just like... Right, yeah. And then it's like, all right, we're good. Bye-bye. Yep. It's honestly like... <laughs> we showed that we supported. They ever thought about how like the... Uh, Black History Month is literally the shortest month in, in mm-hmm. all of the year. Like, literally. Yeah. Like, really? Okay. That's... I know. It's weird. We were talking about that in our, um, like, equity club at our school. We were talking about that. Yeah. And how weird it is that it's the shortest month. Yeah. Which I guess they never they really chose... paid attention to before, but I was like, oh. Yeah, literally, they chose the shortest month out of the year. We're like, okay, here, you can have this month. Like, really? <laughs> That was kind of like a loner month. Yeah, no one likes February. The only thing in February other than that is Valentine's Day, which is only good if you're with someone. If you're single, Valentine's Day is the single worst time of the freaking (laughs) year. It sucks. (laughs) It's terrible. Yeah. Um, Do you think Disney should continue down this path of inclusion in their movies slash TV shows? I think they should as long as they're not like doing it. Like I remember, you remember the whole um, Beauty and the Beast controversy when Josh Gad and the other guy they danced together for literally like two seconds at the the very end of it, and yeah. people boycotted the movie because it was too gay. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> it was literally a few seconds. It wasn't something they tried to point out super hard. Yeah. But it also wasn't something they were trying to hide necessarily. So I, I, yeah. I think that's the way to do it. If you want to be inclusive for everyone, mm-hmm. why are you making this side character the spotlight? Because you're showing, oh my god, yeah. see, look, we did it. See, make you happy. <laughs> like that's not the way to do it. You're not being yeah. super inclusive. You're, you're making them feel different because you're putting mm-hmm. them up on this pedestal. Like, oh my god, see, we did it. See, you know. <laughs> and so it's not. Right, I guess. Yeah. So it and seems so, kind of like yeah. force. Like it was just put in there to like show. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Like it, it just seems a little aggressive. Um, like in Jungle Cruise, um, I think one of the characters is gay in there, and he wasn't in the movie for very long. Like, <laughs> I, I gotta tell, you, I didn't pay attention to that movie super hard. Oh, I didn't I was, either. I was, was so disappointed <laughs> in that movie. Oh my gosh. That was, I was so disappointed. That was a rough one. And- but, yeah, I think yeah, I think a lot of movies do that where they, they have this some kind of LGBTQ character or a transgender character or something like that. Yeah. But they put them they force it too hard. Mm-hmm. To the point remember, I think a long time ago, like Randomly, out of nowhere, Nickelodeon's like, "Oh my God, see, SpongeBob is by. You're welcome." I was like, "What?" And then people are like, like "Are you doing this because you actually believe your character's by and you want to be inclusive, or are you doing this because all this is happening? You're like, we want to be a part of it too. SpongeBob is by." <laughs> forgot about that. Oh my God. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't make any sense to me. Like it didn't. No. It was just out of. It was absolutely out of nowhere. Yeah, and. I think one movie that had good representation was Cruella because the main 
I wasn't like the main mm-hmm. fashion designer, but it was like um, a character in the movie that owned this like clo- like fancy clothing store, and she saw like the Dalmatian mm-hmm. coat and the guy in there. Oh yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't know, but that was cool that they ended that. Um, yeah, but like just recently, I know like we talked about in the last episode, they're doing a Snow White remake, and. Yeah. Peter Dinklage is not happy with that because I think they're trying to like hire actors with um whatever it's called like what Peter yeah. Dinklage has like whatever Dwar- Dwar- that's Dwarf- dwarfism is that what it's called no that's what it's no? called but, <laughs> um, <laughs> they were trying to hire people with that and Peter Dinklage was like um, are you sure they're that small <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, it's that's hard. that's a hard one to remake in live action. That movie is not, it's not good. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to do that <laughs> without yeah, making it creepy. <laughs> yeah, or without making it like a total different movie. Like if you, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, that's yeah, that's going to be a tough one. That'll be an interesting yeah. one. That, yeah, I don't know. Um, kind of piggy backing, pig, piggy backing. Do you think Disney should include more like political views and all of that to educate more people, like especially the younger audience? Or do you think like it could go too far or they should well, just here's the, Yeah, here's the hard part with like big corporations. They have to be careful, you know, they mm-hmm. I think you could be political about stuff like transgender LGBTQ stuff, mm-hmm. but I don't think you could be too political like with like, you know, Democrat Republican stuff, because then it's yeah. like Disney has to choose a side, which they kind of have to be mutual in that kind of stuff. And also I'm pretty sure that when my dad was working there, he said a lot of people that were pretty Republican, sadly. <laughs> Really? <laughs> At least in, in his no, department. I, was <laughs> I wasn't expecting that either, but yeah. So I, I think that would be hard. But I think the stuff mm-hmm. like the inclu- inclusivity stuff, I think they can mm-hmm. definitely do more on. And I definitely like think Encanto, they should like, keep doing it more on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah like, I think Encanto out- was good, like with all that. Um, showing more like different cultures other than yeah. just like – well, yeah, that's another thing is when you make a movie that has lots of cultures like that, you have to have a culture – I forget what they call it, but basically almost like a culture specialist to come on set mm-hmm. or to help you like make the movie. So like they someone can tell who's actually you, part of that culture. Right, so, so they can tell like, you, yes. yeah, that's correct. You did this well. We actually do do this. Or like, mm-hmm. no, we don't do that. That's just yeah, a stereotype. Like a stereotype. Kind of and, yeah. yeah, which obviously a lot of movies have that because, mm-hmm. you know. Like in the movie, the 1939 movie Stagecoach, the, mm-hmm. the last scene is a chase scene of, I guess not the last scene, but it's the big chase scene. And they're, the Americans are all in the, in the stagecoach running away from this group of Native Americans. Mm-hmm. And they're all played by white people with like oh. very offensive, like Native American uh, makeup and headdress stuff. Ooh. Because they didn't, you know, it was. I mean, back then it wasn't seen as bad, but now you look at it, you're like, no, oh, that's probably not what we should do. But also, yeah, it was like they all the people on the horses need to be stunt people because they're being like shot and like they have to throw themselves off the horse. Yeah, there probably weren't very many Native American stunt workers that were willing to be yeah. in this movie. 
And like they, in, probably didn't want to, they probably didn't want to be in most Western movies back then because basically all of them were like Americans good, Indians bad. It was like okay, so. <laughs> yeah, and like for the recent changes in Jungle Cruise, there was like the Native American tribe that. Oh yeah, they were. Well, I don't know if they were Native American necessarily because it was in like the Amazon part, but there's some kind of tribal, oh. like some kind of tribal group mm-hmm. that was very you know dancing around the fire with their shields and making noise and like it was like Very, okay like, that's a little like, I mean, back when they made it you know yeah. they, it was one of the first ones that opened so it opened like 19 you know 50 whatever mm-hmm. so it was very old so back then people were like this is really cool but then as time went on and we evolved <laughs> like, as humans oh, and we realized that, like, okay this is offensive we should change this <laughs> yeah and I don't so know also what it there's is no now, more but- I don't, yeah, I'm trying to remember what scene, but also at the very end of Jungle Cruise, there's no more salesman that has the shrunken head. It's oh, now really? Like a, it's like a tiki bar, and there's a little elephant still there that sprays you because, you know, fun. Yeah. So they, they changed a lot of, they changed all the tribal stuff because it was, mm-hmm. and also like, you know, the part where all the people are on the pole and the rhino's like poking them and like moving up and down mm-hmm. and stuff. They changed some of the animatronics on that. And so it's not all, I don't remember if it was all like native or, um, like people of color or if it was all white people, one of the two, but mm-hmm. now it's a whole like mix of races. There's like, you know, a couple of people of color, like an African American. There's, I think, I believe an Asian, some kind of Asian, uh, jungle, like explorer. There's a white person. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's all sorts of different cultures in that now. And that's good that they're addressing it. Yeah. Like that. Well, and there's also the, you know, the, um, splash mountain thing. Mm-hmm. Which also did feel like it came out of nowhere a little bit. Like it was right when the yeah. whole BLM movement stuff was really bad. They're like Splash. I mean, I do get it. The movie that Splash Mountain was made. If nobody that's knows, <laughs> if nobody knows that's listening to this, the Splash Mountain ride is based off a movie called uh, Song of the South, mm-hmm. and it is about this literally a slave that was just released walking through like a forest or something who meets this like group of white kids and then has this animated bunny that's with him. And he ends up um, telling him a story about the bunny and something, something, but it's extremely racist. Yes. <laughs> As you can tell, the main, the main guy telling the story is literally a slave. Mm-hmm. Which again, back then when they, I don't remember what year it was made, but back then it was like, know. yeah, it's just fine. Sixties. I'll look it up. Uh, like at least it was like people were like at least he's a freed slave. It was like right, but they're still calling him a slave. <laughs> like that's not okay. He can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Um. It was nineteen forty six. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So it totally makes sense that they would have done that because it's. But yeah. Mm-hmm. It was. But terrible. anyway, back to the main point. They're changing that ride to a princess and the frog themed ride it'll be the same mechanics same structure and everything but totally just yep. rethemed which so i really like i really love princess and the frog so i think that i do too i mean i love splash mountain as is i really yeah. really do and i love the, the my favorite part with the animatronics in there because so, a lot of those animatronics came from another ride in disneyland mm-hmm. that <clears throat> was really old i forgot mm-hmm. what it was called but i don't know but i know what you're talking about yeah, but it came from that, so I don't know what they're going to do with those. I hope maybe they repurpose some of them or something. That would be great. And just I like do, the am... playthrough, it was just like so awesome. I loved it. Was it was relaxing. It was really fun. I am excited for the new music because I do love the music from Princess and the Frog. Mm-hmm. 
I do really, really love it. And it does kind of fit more because it's right next to New Orleans Square. Yeah. And literally this movie takes place in New Orleans. In New Orleans. <laughs> or New Orleans, I guess you call it. Anyway, so I do think it maybe would fit a little bit more, but <clears throat> it's a little sad. You know, it's, yeah. you know, because it's very nostalgic. But I mean, it's good. No, it's good. To- yeah, no, don't get, it's good that they're doing it, inclusivity and everything. It's just kind of yeah. sad that, but you know, that's life, right? Everything freaking changes. Mm hmm. Um, what is something you would like to see more in Disney movies referring to inclusion? Oh, I just think, again, we just maybe just make more side characters that you're not pushing too hard. Make them more LGBTQ or make them people of color, transgender, mm-hmm. whatever it is, but don't force it onto us like it's like this amazing thing that you did. It's like we should just be doing it already. Yeah. Like, we don't need to be making it like, oh, my God, they're transgender. Like, here's the thing. Like, we want to celebrate people who are coming out and doing this, but we don't want to do it too much where, again, now it feels like, again, we're putting them into a box. Mm-hmm. They just want to be people because they are people. Yeah. So treat them like people, you know? Like, treat them just like me and you treat each other. Like, we don't need to be treating them super special because they're different because that's we're doing the same thing we were doing before just on the other side. Mm-hmm. we're still calling them different we're still seeing them as like not people but we're seeing them as transgender yeah we're seeing one trait about them rather than them as being a human being like the rest of us it's kind of like that they're that's their like personality like that's it yeah that's yeah exactly that's exactly what they're doing they're making their transgenderness or their lgbtq stuff or whatever their personality mm-hmm. so i think Every company, not just Disney, but everyone or even just everybody in the whole world, just we all need to kind of learn that line of where mm-hmm. to celebrate their differences and to, you know, uplift them for coming out or doing whatever, mm-hmm. but not doing it too much where you put them into a box. Yeah. Um, last question. What is something mm-hmm. that you feel is being excluded or left out of Disney movies? Oh, I mean, one thing that a lot of movies do that Disney movies are doing too is like when they, especially live action, when they hire an actor, like let's say it's like this part is for an African-American person. Mm-hmm. They usually get like the lightest dark skin that they can. Mm-hmm. A lot of movies do this and it's not good. No. <laughs> I mean, when you have a movie like that, you need to actually hire an actor that is of that race, not like the lightest black person you can find. Find an actual black person you want to fill this role. There are plenty of actors out there who would love to do that part. Yes. (laughs) But you're you're not letting them get their full potential. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Something else is that, like, um, Ariel in the new live-action Little Mermaid is being played by a person of color, and people are like, uh-huh. "Yeah, everyone's no. gonna freak out by that." Yeah, which I think I it's when, like, I think it's yeah, I think it's really cool. It's because, like I said before, like when they're doing the remake stuff, it's good to change it a little bit, make it unique. Because if you just yeah. make it scene for scene, it's not gonna be good. It's just boring. Like the Lion King. <laughs> yeah, the Lion King was terrible because it was literally a scene for scene recreation with CG. <laughs> it wasn't God. good. <laughs> God, <laughs> but that if you do this, you're you're 
<laughs> you're changing a little bit and making it more unique. So it's its own movie, but it's mm-hmm. based off of the original. That's yeah. where it's good. And that's where it does good. Yeah. I think another thing is that like, Encanto just came out and yep. that was showing more of like a Mexican culture, which is good. And I think they or need Latin, to keep Latin doing culture. that. We don't know if it was technically Latin, Mexico, yeah. but Latin, yeah. Latin yeah, yeah, yeah. culture. I don't know what you mean. Yeah. Um, well, also the person who did the music, Lin-Manuel Miranda, which by the way, he's amazing. Oh my God, I love mm-hmm. him. But he is of Latin culture. And so he yeah. knew a lot of this stuff. I don't know who the director was, but the know. music was very, he, a lot of his music is very kind of Latin. He did In the Heights, which was another very, it's a Latino like neighborhood in New York is what In mm-hmm. the, the Heights are. And so that was very like Latin culture and it was amazing. It was done so, so, so well. Mm-hmm. And so Encanto had the same thing, but it was really, really good. Yeah. And if they keep going down that road of showing more cultures, I think that's a really good thing that they need to keep doing. <laughs> yeah. You should. That's what they should be doing. <laughs> is yeah. doing that. But again, like not having it being too forced. Like we right. Were Don't. Yeah, don't make it like a character of itself. Just make it mm-hmm. itself. <laughs> you don't yeah. need to. And don't try to like, like oh time. my god, we're doing this. Pay attention that we're doing this. Just do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, obviously it's important and people will make stories about it, but you don't need to yeah. overdo it like to make it sound like it's the craziest idea they've ever had. Because mm-hmm. it shouldn't even just be, it should just be a thing that you do. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh my god, we hired a black actor. Isn't this crazy? It's like, no, <laughs> that's a normal thing you should be doing. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, it's starting to turn into a rant. <laughs> well, that could be next episode. We could I just could. rant about whatever. <laughs> not even want. any questions, just ranting. <laughs> it's like, all right, welcome to Disney Dive. All right, what do you want to rant about? Go. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Let's just keep going. It's going to be like two hours long. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, you know. Some are two hours long. We yeah. can just keep going. <laughs> it could be fun, but I don't think yeah. our listeners would like it. Yeah, you know, not yet. We'll, we'll get them used to us. We'll get them used to us. Then we'll make like a five-hour yeah. podcast, and we'll force them to listen to it. That sounds great. Stay yeah. tuned, everyone. <laughs> Stay tuned for the five-hour podcast. <laughs> All right. Do you have any other questions for me? Oh my god, what is happening with your mic? Um. Oh it's like know. really glitchy right there. Oh, um, that is it for me. All right. Well, this has been uh, Disney Dive. I am Isaiah Steinberg. I am Kian Neifelt. And uh, have a good day. We'll see you next time. Well, I guess we won't Bye. see you, but we'll we'll be back. I promise. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>